Hello and welcome to the European Hoops Podcast. We are a Sports Eaters presentation. We bring you all the coverage you need of the EuroLeague. We recap and preview all the action and cover all the news surrounding the competition. Join us on this ride and learn more about some of the best basketball played in the world. Make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Eaters EuroLeague. Today, we continue our EuroLeague Teams Recap series by going to Tel Aviv and breaking down Maccabi. We remind our listeners that these episodes will be coming out every month Monday and Wednesday until we start our World Cup coverage. How are you doing, Duke? Ready to break down high-level guard play and this Maccabi team? Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, when it comes to guard play, I'm always here for it. So let's get to it. Maccabi Tel Aviv is a renowned team in the European basketball, has a vast history of success in the EuroLeague. They were EuroLeague champions six times in 77, 81, 2001, 2004, 2005, and in 2014. On this edition, after Ending the regular season of the EuroLeague in fifth place, they fell short on an enticing playoff series against Monaco, losing Game 5. During that playoff series, Maccabi fans' loyal loyalty <laughs> was in full display, showing why this team had the, the best home court of the whole competition, with only two teams being able to beat them at home during the regular season. Maccabi ended the season with a plus 3.5 net rating, uh, be, ranking in 7 in offensive rating, and... Uh, being fourth in points scored per game and uh, being sixth in defensive rating, making them one of the most consistent teams of the whole competition on both sides of the court. Rebound, rebounding was one of the keys for this team and uh, something they need to address when looking into the next season for the sake of their consistency from game to game. They were an incredible offensive rebounding team. They ranked second in offensive rebounds between all teams, but allowed the most offensive rebounds per game of of all the competition, making this aspect of the game one of the, the keys for the outcome of each one of their matches. Duke, what made this Maccabi team one of the best EuroLeague teams this season? Man, there are so much we can look at uh, in terms of uh, contributing factors for that, but uh, I, I think the, the major aspect is the, the backcourt, for sure. Uh, we've been saying it all season long, uh, we, and we both agree that uh, Lorenzo and uh, Wade Baldwin are the best backcourt in EuroLeague. So I think I think that's the most important aspect for this team to to have the success that they did this season. Uh, also, the the coach uh, I enjoyed what he did with this team this season. They they started off slow and then he he, he was able to figure some things out and they 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 took off from there. They they were like you said the best team at home throughout the competition and then in the playoffs it was a, a tough a tough series against uh, Monaco but uh, they they made it to game 5 and it was very competitive so they were very close to making it to the final four so they they are very good they have a, a solid team all around uh, i just think that uh, i think the their biggest need uh, and we talked about this a couple of days ago is like a, a high iq 4 uh, we talked about a Roland, Roland Smith and um, Luke Sigma. I think either of those guys would be perfect for, for this team. But uh, we know Smith has signed the extension with Zalgiris and uh, Sigma, we, we don't know yet. But um, I think a guy like that, a power forward with a high IQ, would be great for them. They have very athletic players. They have size. They have guys under contract. So I think they're going to have an amazing season next year. And I'm looking forward to it. I hear that uh, Nikola Mirotic is on the market. You think he will defeat them? <laughs> Honestly, I don't think that would... I mean, first of all, Mirotic could be a, a great fit in anything in EuroLeague because he's a top two, top three player in the league. But uh, I think having Wade and Lorenzo that can both score 
and, and rumors about Jordan McRae possibly joining. So uh, I think they're they're good on scoring because also they have DiBartolomeo off the bench. They have Colson. They have a lot of guys that can contribute in that aspect. So uh, I, I don't see them making a run at Mirotic, even though, of course, Mirotic can fit anywhere. So, uh, but yeah, we'll have to see on that. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you on that. I was just messing around. <laughs> of course, Mirotic will be a great add to any of the 18 teams of the EuroLeague. Uh, I agree with you, and uh, that will be the key for them to find a player that they can add for those forward positions. And I believe Sigma is going to play for, in Israel, but for Hapoel next season. So yeah. I and Schmitz is already confirmed with Jalgiris. So not one of those two, but a, a similar player to those will, yeah, will the fit them type, yeah. as a glove. Yeah. And for me, one of the the keys for them it will be continuity. And as we break down uh, some of their key players, we will see that uh, they have renewed already for the next seasons, and they seem to want to keep the score together and uh, move forward with the score. And they gave excellent indications this season. So Maccabi is certainly one of the teams to keep an eye on and one of the teams to be excited about in the, the next Euroleague season and the, the seasons moving forward because they have a very strong core together. So let's look into the players that made them a special team and uh, we will start with uh, the one that for us was the most valuable player for this squad, Lorenzo Brown, the 32 years old 6'5 American guard with Spanish passport. The floor general is on his fourth EuroLeague season. His first with Maccabi, where he seems to have found a home, having renewed with the team for the next seasons. This was his best and more accomplished EuroLeague season, ending with 16.4 points per game, 5.5 assists, 3 rebounds and 1.1 still, ranking 10th between all the players in PER. Brown had many elite performances across the, the whole season, but his game on round 11 in Munich stands out with him ending the game with 36 points, 7 assists, 3 rebounds and 2 steals on a tough 9 points road loss. Duke, why why is Lorenzo the main cog of this Maccabi team? I mean, like you said, uh, he's the floor general. He he's making everybody better. Uh, all the uh, throughout the year, he he did that. He did a great job with that. Uh, I think the way they started the season with Wade being out uh, due to injury, I think it was a it was a lot on on Lorenzo's shoulders, and they kind of struggled at first. But then once they added Wade back, you saw Lorenzo like really having the success as a point guard, having his partner over there with him. But uh, for Lorenzo, man, of course, the the ability to be a floor general, he can turn into a scorer every time he wants to. He is very good on the open court. Uh, he can shoot, but uh, I think he he needs to be a bit more consistent as a scorer. And we saw that. In the in the playoffs and before that, when they went to to Monaco on one of the final games in the regular season, where they could really use that win, and uh, Lorenzo just didn't show up uh, as a scorer. Uh, I mean, and uh, and they lost that game. I think if he's more more consistent as a scorer, I think he would be probably a top three point guard if he's not already. But uh, I think that's the one aspect of his game where I, I would want him to improve. But uh, then obviously when you have Wade besides you uh, as a scorer as well, you don't need to score all the time. But I think in, in terms of consistency, I think they need him to be a little more consistent on that aspect. Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, go into the 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 other part of the, the best duo, the best backcourt duo of the EuroLeague. Let's continue to dwell on Maccabi key players with uh, this other player that had a strong case to be considered this team's MVP, Wade Baldwin IV, the 27 years old 6'4 American guard, 
was one of the top players in the EuroLeague. He ended the season ranking in 15 PER between all the players, while averaging 17.2 points, 5.1 assists, 3.8 rebounds, and 0.9 steals per game. Wade continues to affirm himself as one of the, the stars of the EuroLeague, with us recently having him just at the doors of our top 10 players in the competition. At the age 27, the future looks bright for this player that is uh, reaching his peak right now, that he also has renewed with the team from Israel for the, the following seasons. The player is on his fourth EuroLeague season, first with Maccabi, after playing for Olympiacos, Bayern and Basconia. Wade made, made uh, many high-level or had many high-level performance across the season with the Game 5 of the playoff highlighting the, the player potential with him ending that game with 27 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds and 1 steal. Duke, what steps we want to see Wade Baldwin taking moving forward to have him on our top 10 and to be one of the players leading this Maccabi team, perhaps to a EuroLeague title in the next season? Well, I mean, he, he was very close to being in our top 10. Uh, I think we had him either 11 or 12. It was him and Napier, if I remember correctly. Exactly. Um, I think Wade is such an amazing player and, and this season, um, like I said before, uh, Maccabi took a little while before really figuring it out and, uh, and taking off. And in the second half of the season, Wade was just amazing. Like we said, Lorenzo was the MVP of this team, but we could easily have made it a, a co-MVP if needed because Wade really played at that level as well. And uh, the second half of the season, he was like flirting with triple doubles, like almost every game. He was really elite. And even when Lorenzo was hurt for three or four games, uh, Wade was very good as well. Uh, even with more responsibility on him. But um, I love that he can play either the the one or the two. He can score at will. Uh, he's very good in the mid-range game and on the open court, just like Rolenzo. He, he's very explosive. And he's also very, he has a big length for, for the guard position. He can, I'm not say, I'm not going to say he's an incredible defender, but because of his size for the position, like he can stay in front of guys. He can get a few steals. So I like that a lot. Uh, the only thing I, I want him to improve is the, the decision-making. Uh, it, it looks like a lot of times... Uh, especially in the fourth quarter, like when, when defenses really tighten up. I think he, he really needs to improve his decision-making. Like sometimes, of course, he can still score because he is that good of a player and he has that type of talent. But uh, I think if he could turn into a facilitator a little bit more, we would only benefit him and, and the whole team, of course. But uh, other than that, man, I think he's an incredible player. Player, And like you said, just 27 years old, he, he is entering his prime now. So it's great for Maccabi that they have these two guys locked under contract because they can have an exciting future together, for sure. And both of them complement each other so well. And uh, the idea of the co-MVPs, yeah. probably it was the, the right way to go here. And mm -hmm. that made me think of a question like what would it take for Wade Baldwin to become the number one player of this team because statistically wise he had the, the best season of all players on this team and he ranked even fifth in PER from the whole EuroLeague he has shown to be one of the best players of the EuroLeague I know that it's a lot about decision making and it's a lot about the importance that uh, Lorenzo Brown has a floor general for this team when we see the team playing with Lorenzo Brown they, they decide better they are able to disturb them better decisions and even Wade Baldwin himself plays better and thrives when he's playing alongside Lorenzo Brown but what more would Wade Baldwin need to do for him for us to consider and for him to be unanimously considered as the best player of this this team well, I think playing alongside a guy like Lorenzo, it's always going to be tough to, to put Wade as the number one guy because of the, the impact that Lorenzo has, of course. Being that floor general, the guy that controls everything 
and uh, he makes everybody better. better. And, and that's what's so valuable about Lorenzo. So for Wade, I just think he, he has to keep doing what he's doing. If he can improve that decision-making, that's a, a big step towards him moving as, as the number one guy. Uh, which I think in a lot of games, they kind of went for him, uh, like in the clutch and uh, in close situations for him to, to be that guy. But uh, in some games, he was good. In some games, he, he should have been better. But uh, I think between the two, uh, I think both should be very comfortable with uh, any given game being the number one or the number two guy. I think they should be super comfortable with that because, like we said, as a duo, they are the best backcourt in EuroLeague. So that should be enough more than being the, the number one guy. And uh, like you said, they can possibly be reaching a, a Final Four or a, even a EuroLeague title in the next two to three years. So I'm very excited to see where they go from here. They, they have a great group. And with these two leading the charge, it's going to be very fun to, to watch them play. Yeah. And do you think that a team like Maccabi can win EuroLeague title having these two as their duest players? Or they need a third player in the roster? And Bonzi at times was that player, but the third player in the roster that can match the level of play, like let's call it a third star. I will go ahead and I will say, yes, I think that they can. They need to probably get a couple of pieces around them that can give a bit more options and solutions to the team. But I think that, yes, they can win a title with these two as their best players what do you think yeah 100% I agree with you uh, I think they can they can make some ads like on the margins to, to improve a, couple, a, a little bit of value for the whole team uh, like we said a, a high IQ uh, forward would be very good for them but I think these two can be the, the best two players on this team in terms of trying to win the title, for sure. They are Absolutely. they are elite players and they just need to, to complement them throughout the, the roster and to and build this around him. Very well. Maccabi team to certainly look forward to see what they will be doing in the next seasons. But let's move on to Bonzi Colson, that just like Wade is also 27 years old. The American 6'6 forward was on his first EuroLeague season and was one of the most important players for this Maccabi team. And just like the, the guards, Bonzi also renewed his contract with this team for the, the following seasons. Bonzi ended the season with 10.7 points, 5.6 rebounds, and point three steals per game with his best of best game of the season happening on round 19 in Greece against Paratinaikos on a two-point loss with the player ending the game with 29 points 14 rebounds one assist and one steal Duke how important was Bonzi for this Maccabi team it was very important for them uh, one thing I, I noticed uh, watching the games when they started to, to take off was when Bonzi Colson started to, to perform at a, a higher level because when you had Wade and Lorenzo playing the pick and roll and you had guys like Jake Cohen uh, on the short roll to, and then for him to make a read, you would always have Colson like backdoor cuts, uh, open three, whatever it was. I think it was very important for the for the development of that offense because like we said before they they really struggled at first and he was very important for them to to turn it around he's just such a, a strong guy for for the wing position uh, like i said just now he's very good at making a couple backdoor cuts uh, off of the pick and rolls uh, I think he's a, a good mid-range shooter. I, I just wish he can develop that that shot a bit more off of the post because he is a big wing, so he can he can post up a bit more. And, and I think he has to to try to develop his ball handling skills a bit more because I wish he could be a, a bigger threat in terms of like playing one on one with the ball because I, I think that would really take uh, that would take pressure off of Wade and Lorenzo. So I think that would be very important for him. And then just stay consistent 
consistent from three. He's not a bad shooter. I think if he is consistent for them, I think that's all they need. So he, he was very important for them this year, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Let's end our player breakdown hitting two bigs of this team, Josh Nebo and Roman Sorkin. And now it's the moment to shout out guys like Poitras, Gerald Martin, Jalen Adams, Darren Hilliard, Jack Cohen, that uh, were all important pieces for the, the team this season. And a special shout out to John DiBartolomeo that was one of our favorites within this uh, Maccabi roster. But uh, let's focus now on Josh Nebo, the 25 years old 6'9 American big man, had his second EuroLeague season after playing previously uh, with Jalgiris. With Maccabi, Nibu averaged 7.4 points, 6.2 rebounds and 0.5 blocks per game in about 22 minutes. The player best game of the season was on the overtime win 196 over Real Madrid on the last round of the regular season where he ended the game with 15 points, 11 rebounds and 1 assist. Duke, at age 25, what can we expect of Nibu moving forward? Uh, I think you can expect a guy that every every single game he's going to give everything he's have, he has. Like, He's a, a very strong big, he's, he's intense, he's aggressive, and his athleticism is off the charge for a guy that big and that strong to, to jump the way he does. Like, that's crazy. He's a, a good rebounder, he's a, a lob threat, and having guys that play the pick and roll as good as Lorenzo and Wade, I think it's very important to have a guy who is a threat uh, above the rim, per se. And obviously, I would like for him to have a, a better post-up game because that would add different looks to, to that offense. And maybe they can get uh, some shooters open if he's able to have a, a post-game with his back-to-the-basket. But uh, just his inside scoring, his paint presence on offense, I think, has to be a bit better. On defense, he's very good. He's a very good rebounder, a nice rim protector, and he's very athletic. I just think he needs to, to improve his offensive skills in the paint. But uh, other than that, he, he's very valuable for them. Uh, like you said, in 22 minutes to have 7.6 rebounds, he's very good. So I think in being 25, like these guys are all... Most of these guys are young and they are under contract for a couple more years. So it's going to be very fun to watch this Maccabi group next year. They absolutely have a very strong group of core players that they will be certainly adding some pieces this offseason. And they were just at the doors of the Final Four and they had a serious chance to contend in the Final Four because the ceiling of the team was that high this season. I think so. And I, I can see the building from there and using all of these different pieces and adding some uh, some more shooting some maybe another forward as we just spoke and having something special brewing here in Tel Aviv but uh, to end our player breakdowns let's focus on Roman Sorkin the 26 year old 6'10 Israeli big man was one of the engines of this Maccabi team his energy and motor of the bench alongside John Di, John Di Bartolomeu were over and over again game changers for this Maccabi team this was his second Euroleague season, but with Maccabi, Sorkin ended up with 6.8 points, 3.2 rebounds, and 0.8 blocks per game, including some incredible performance, like uh, the one on run 21 in Greece against Olympiakos, when Sorkin ended the game with the highest PR between all players, recording 23 points and 9 rebounds. Diog Sorkin is another player that uh, has renewed with Maccabi for the following seasons. How important do you think that he will be for this team moving forward? Uh, I think he's going to be huge. Uh... This season, he, he became one of my favorite players to watch as well. And that duo coming off the bench, I mean, it, it's just amazing. The impact, the immediate impact that they have when they get in the court is crazy. And I think they help Maccabi a lot. I think he is very good on the short roll and he's probably learning some stuff with uh, Jake Cohen, <laughs> with the veteran. 
but uh, he can he can pass off of that short roll. He's a very good passer. He's a very good rebounder, and especially offensive rebounder. When he comes off the bench, he completely switches the energy of the game. Uh, I just think he needs to be better. Similarly with uh, Nebo, um, on the inside game, offensively, in terms of scoring offensively, he can have games like the one you mentioned against Olympiacos where he had 23. But uh, I think he can develop a better post-up post game with his back to the basket uh, to be able to score uh, more easily and more efficiently. But uh, overall, he's a, an amazing player for them. He, the impact he has off the bench is like we talk about Lorenzo's impact as the floor general and stuff. But uh, in terms of guys coming off the bench, you're not going to find many in EuroLeague that, that can impact the game as much as Sorkin and DiBartolomeo. So I like this group a lot. And, uh, I can't wait for next season because they're going to be up there again. Yeah, one of the biggest pleasures we had this year watching Euroleague and in our side chat was every time that we were watching Maccabi games to, to praise Di Bartolomeu and Sorkin's impact on the game and how they could change games in the end of the second quarter, beginning of the third quarter with their energy. They led many runs of uh, Maccabi, Maccabi's comebacks into into games and they were a huge part of this Maccabi team and they, they certainly, and Sorkin will certainly continue to be a big part of what this team does and he will Will certainly continue to impact and to perform for this team in the the seasons moving forward in the Euroleague for Maccabi. But as always, we we end with the team coach. So let's take a look into Odette Katash. Coach, coach Katash spent most of his career with Israeli teams. He also coached the Israeli under-20 national team in 2017 and the Israeli national team between 2017 and 2020. The first time Coach Katash coached Maccabi Tel Aviv was in 2007, having returned to the team in 2022 after ending the 2021 season as the Paratinaikos head coach. Like uh, many players that we broke down today, Coach Katash also renewed with uh, Maccabi uh, for The, the following seasons. Do you take the floor and break down Coach Odette Katash? I'm a big fan. Uh, I had him as one of the, the top contenders for uh, for Coach of the Year, but uh, obviously Bartzukas did a, an amazing job and, and I couldn't give it to Katash. But uh, I think he did a great job figuring this team out because they, they struggled very early. And when they put this roster together in the offseason, I was like, okay, they have a lot of talent, but uh, I don't really know how they're going to fit together. And to his credit, they, they ended the season And they were one of the best teams in EuroLeague. So I got to give him his credit on that. Uh, I think uh, the way they they turned their offense around, because at the beginning, they didn't really have much spacing. I think guys was just trying to play one-on-one. -on -one. It was very athletic, one-on-one -on -one play. And it wasn't really a, a team concept, but uh, they were able to switch that up. And then the, the way they started to play the pick and roll, the way they were defending and then running on transition. I think a lot of credit from that goes to him. So I, I think he's a very good coach. And now with a full year of work with this group, uh, I, I'm very excited to see what he does next next season with this Maccabi team. Uh, I would expect them to be in contention to, to make the Final Four, no doubt about it. So we'll just have to see. Yeah, this was indeed a very good year for, for Maccabi and for Coach Katash. He was able to make the pieces of the puzzle to fit together and Maccabi perform at the highest level and the continuity will certainly be huge for them moving forward. This was a great episode recapping this enticing Maccabi team that is one of the exciting teams to, to track heading into the next EuroLeague season and we will make sure that, to do that and bring you guys everything you need to know regarding Maccabi and all the other EuroLeague teams. 
games on this podcast. So make sure you, you stay tuned. Subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Itos Eroli, where we bring you any news that break about the competition, must-watch games, injury reports, and our daily trades in the end of each day of the competition, bringing you all the highlights of the action. My name is Andre, and I'll be seeing you guys soon. Bye, guys. See you on next episode. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.